I have found that a lot of my recent prayers have included the word help. God, please help the poor people of Ukraine and those trying to make peace. God, please help those families that I know on this island who are struggling with the cost of living increase. God, please help me to do my job and write these Easter services because I really want people to know about you and I'm struggling to know where to start. God, please help my mum who was diagnosed with cancer this week. Please, God, help, help, help. God, help me. I'm at the end of myself. I can do no more. Many of these situations are far bigger than me. I don't know what to do. I give them to you, God, and ask you to help. I wonder how many of you are praying similar prayers at this time. What I would like us to spend a few moments thinking about this evening is the wonderful good news that Easter tells us where our help comes from. Easter tells us why it's worth praying for help at all. For Easter tells us that when we pray, we're not speaking to the wall or to thin air. We're speaking to a risen, living being. We are speaking to the King and our friends. And I would like us to go away this evening knowing to the core of our being that Easter is what assures us that help is both available now and is on the way in full. In what follows, all of this good news is going to be grounded in the person of Jesus. And I'm going to use the letters from the word help to try and explain why. The first reason I can pray with confidence, asking God for help in times of difficulty, is because Jesus is human. The gospel stresses this over and over again. Jesus is human. He was born from the womb of a human mother. He grew up and learned as any other human child. He went for lessons in the temple. Jesus had human emotions. He got angry and he got hurt. He sought the companionship of his friends when lonely and wept at their graves when they died. On the night before he himself died, Jesus was tempted, just as we are. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we read that Jesus' very real humanity did not want to go through with the cross. And then on that cross itself, Jesus died as a human. The blood drained and the muscles cramped and the air was suffocated from his lungs. And Jesus drew a final breath and closed his eyes, just like one day we will. And then his very real human body was laid in a tomb and wept over. The Bible says this often, Jesus was human in every way, like us. Did you notice in our passage 
Even after his resurrection, Jesus wanted his friends to know that he had come back to life as a real human being. He ate the piece of fish in front of them to prove that he was no ghost, no floating spirit, no figment of their grieving imagination. The Easter story tells us that Jesus died as a human being and rose as a fully perfected human being. In chapter 2 of the letter, the writer to the Hebrews explains that Jesus had to become a human being fully like us so that he could die in our place, so that his death could replace ours. Listen to what it says. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives are held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it's not angels that he helps, but Abraham's descendants. And for this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a faithful and merciful high priest in service to God and to make atonement for the sins of the people. Now, to paraphrase that rather dense explanation, Jesus became human like us so that we could become pure like him. Jesus left heaven so that we might be made fit for it. But listen to what else the writer of the Hebrews had to say. The very next verse, Hebrews 2.18. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those being tempted. Why does Jesus' humanity, which was so vividly demonstrated at Easter, help you and I to pray today? Well, because it assures us that Jesus understands everything that we're going through. When we pray to Jesus, we are praying to someone who truly empathises because he's been there before us. We're praying to someone who has known pain and known grief and known abandonment and known bullying and known mockery. We're praying to someone who even knows what it is to die. And sometimes we feel too embarrassed to pray or too ashamed to pray or too foolish to pray. Well, remember this. When we call out help to God, we are calling out to a human being who knows exactly what we're going through, who understands our true emotions and wants to help. Jesus was and remains a human being. But of course, Jesus is not just a human being. He is also God. In fact, he is both fully human and fully God. And the reality that we cannot explain that particular mathematical puzzle only goes further to prove his divinity. What we need to hear today is that through his resurrection, Jesus is proved to be eternal. Right at the beginning, the Bible says God spoke the world into being. 
Jesus was the word that created all things. At the end of the Bible, it says that Jesus will return and bring an end to this present age and fully inaugurate the kingdom of God in its place. Jesus was and Jesus is and always will be. He is eternal. He is God. Time and time again throughout his ministry, Jesus referred to himself as God. I am He said, echoing the great words of God to Moses when he gave Moses his personal name, Yahweh, I am who I am. Jesus went further, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the Messiah. Jesus claimed to be God. He claimed to be eternal. And Jesus invited his contemporaries to test him on this. Many times in a run up to that first Good Friday, Jesus predicted his death. And he then followed it with the promise that three days later he would rise. Jesus was so sure of this, he based his claims on the scriptures. And in our reading from Luke 24, he reminded the startled disciples of the word that had been given. This was verses 45 and 46. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Jesus invited all who met him to test his divinity on what happened after his death. And truly the resurrection which we celebrate today, the resurrection which wasn't a fairy tale or a piece of wishful thinking, the resurrection which was a literal, factual, historical event is what proves to us that Jesus really is God. Without the resurrection, Jesus was just a sad man. Or a madman who died a horrendous death. But with the resurrection, Jesus was exactly who he claimed to be. Jesus is God. Jesus is eternal. And of course, this also links to what the events of Easter are really all about. Jesus came and lived and died and rose again to bring eternal life to us. What is it that John 3.16 says? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I don't know about you, but so much of what I am praying about at the moment relates in some way to death. The terrible death and destruction in Ukraine. The death of flowers and animals as global warming increases. The fight against death that those known to us who are sick are waging. Ultimately, Jesus is the only solution to those issues. He is the only one who can defeat death with eternal life. Oh my goodness, I hope my mum's cancer is only minor. 
and that she'll soon be in full remission. But even if things in the next few months go disastrously, I know she will live for eternity, for she is a believer in Jesus. And eternity will make the sufferings of the present pale into insignificance. So Jesus is human, which gives me the confidence to pray because I know he understands. But Jesus is also eternal. So he's the greatest solution to our biggest need. The story of Easter also tells me that praying to Jesus for help is worthwhile because Jesus is Lord. I hope that somewhere today we have been able to truly celebrate, whether that be in our church services or in a quiet prayer at home or in spending time with our family. Today should be a day of great celebration. I know of churches who serve champagne on Easter Sunday. Sorry to disappoint you, we haven't got any. But so they should. This is the day when we mark the greatest victory in the history of the world. Through resurrection, Jesus defeated death. At the same time, the resurrection proves to us that the cross worked. So we celebrate him defeating sin as well. On the cross, Jesus faced the full force of evil and overcame it. So at Easter, we declare that Jesus is the victor over devil and hell too. Jesus is our champion, King of kings and Lord of lords. In Colossians 2.15, it says this. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, Jesus made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. In Romans 14.9 it says, For this very reason Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. At the end of our reading from Luke 24, which is actually the end of the gospel itself, the risen Jesus ascended back into heaven where he sits at God's right hand. And there he sits right now, reigning over all from the most powerful throne room in the universe. The risen Jesus is truly Lord So in the face of Putin and his evil, we pray, Lord Jesus, help. In the face of the bearers of nuclear weapons, we pray, Lord Jesus, help. In the face of terrorism of all kinds, we pray, Lord Jesus, help. In the face of a virus, an ecological disaster, we pray, Lord Jesus, help. In the face of workplace bullies and persecutors of the church, we pray, Lord Jesus, help. Easter tells us that Jesus is risen and reigning. And because Jesus is Lord, we are guaranteed that this world is only going to one place. Glory. Nothing can stop heaven and earth coming together and the kingdom of God being known in full. As Lord, Jesus holds all the power he needs to intervene in any and every situation. 
if he sees the purposes of God are in danger. He will always act to see that God's will is done. So in the days and the weeks and the months ahead, we will go on praying, help, because as Lord, Jesus has all the power and authority we need. Finally, we pray help because Jesus is present to hear us say it. The Bible tells us that it is because Jesus rose again at Easter that he could ascend into heaven and pour out his spirit on all who believe. Now Jesus is not just present in one place at one time. He can be present in every place, all of time. In our reading, when Jesus first met those frightened disciples on the evening of that first Easter Sunday, he declared to them, peace be with you. When their meeting was coming to an end, he made a promise to the disciples that the Spirit would come and clothe them with all the power they needed to go on serving God in the days ahead. Truly, all the peace and the power that we need to hang on and to make a difference in this life come from knowing the risen Lord Jesus. Peace and power come from knowing that this Jesus remains present with us moment by moment by his Holy Spirit. Easter is not just a story that we tell each year. It is the story that we live within. We're part of it because we're in a living relationship with the central character. The risen Jesus is present with us. And boy, should that encourage us to pray. I hope this sermon has been helpful. Truly, it's because of Easter that we should have the confidence to pray, help God. It's because Jesus is really alive that I've had many of these help prayers answered in the past, and I know many more will be in the future. Remember those letters to the word help. Jesus is human enough to understand our feelings and eternal enough to do something about them. Jesus is Lord over all of our enemies and present with us in the darkest of times. This is incredibly good news. News worth celebrating. News worth building a life upon. And I encourage us all to cry out, help in the places that we need it. This Easter time and on into the year ahead.